go back to Daniel. He had something that he had the black book concept that I think is super smart because Daniel he had like a thousand ideas all the time and he was really a multi-talented person. But he had this black book by his bed always when he was going to bed. So I don't think actually he had more ideas than the average person. I just think he worked more on thinking about them and also remembering them. And that's what the black book by his bed was all about. Welcome to the Business Developer Podcast with Sujay, a source of inspiration for business developers. By listening to this podcast, you may gain some ideas, inspirations or food for thought towards your own journey of developing your business successfully now or in the near future. Thanks to each one of you who liked the previous episode with Vijay Prabhat Kamlakara, wherein Vijay shared his learnings during his journey of building story trails and also how he and his organization has been on a continuous reinvention journey ever since they started 13 years back. In this episode, we shall learn from the journey of another business developer, Jonas Theodorsson. Jonas is the co-owner and business developer at Keywordio. He is also a frequent speaker at Google, at Royal Institute of Technology or KTH in Stockholm, and Stockholm School of Economics on topics related to growth for global e-commerce companies. So with further ado, Please join me in welcoming our guest, Jonas. Hello, Jonas. Welcome to the Business Developer Podcast. Thanks for taking our time to join this episode. Hi, sir. Nice, uh, nice to be here. Thanks to inviting me. That's great, Jonas. To give you a brief about this podcast, Jonas, the objective of the Business Developer Podcast is to make a difference in the lives of those who are working hard to develop their business, who could get some inspiration from listening to people like you and then go on their journey, get some ideas, food for thought and develop their business further now or in the near future. So to get started, Jonas, uh, can you help our listeners learn about you, if you can tell the story of your life? Yeah, sure. I studied at uh, the Royal Institute of uh, Technology in Stockholm, KTH, and I studied 15 years ago and I studied applied mathematics. And I think I really appreciate that time of my life because I got to spend the time with a lot of talented people and we were really learning new stuff every day. That's a type of environment that I really, really like. And then I continue on to work for a consultancy company for around 10 years, where I was both working as a consultant within this space of applied mathematics. And I ended up actually doing over a thousand interviews, trying to find really talented people to work with. And that is an era where I really learned to find people that really stood out. And it's really one person that definitely stands out from the crowd there. And that was Daniel. I worked together with him for around two years. And then one morning he just came in in the office and he looked a bit stressed and a bit pale, I would say. Then he said like, Jonas, sorry, but uh, I have to quit. And I was like, okay, why? He was like, yeah, but I, I got this unique opportunity to work for Google. So I, yeah, I said congratulations to Daniel. He moved to Google and he was really a person that really stood out. So I I stayed in touch with him and I stayed in contact with him. And at Google, Daniel, he met a lot of interesting people and he worked there for a couple of years. And he realized that there's a lot of companies within e-commerce and online sales that are not doing the optimal setup in terms of running marketing. So that's why he actually decided to leave Google and to start his own company together with one of his best friends of Google. And I have a lot of things that I'm grateful for in in my life. And definitely meeting Daniel is one thing. For example, 
when he left the consultancy company, the person who replaced him at the company is today my wife, Louise. So being able to work at the company where that Daniel started six years ago, keyworded, where I work today, and also having two kids with my wife, it's also a lot of connected to why I met Daniel. So I have a lot of things. I'm really grateful for meeting Daniel, I would say. Yeah, you never know where life takes us, right? And the people that we meet and how the connections happen. And you just need to be open and present on those moments. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's for, for a lot of people. You meet a lot of interesting people along the journey. And of course, then I think it's important to try to stay connected to many of them. Right. But there's also, a, it's also, a, I have a, a really sad part of this story as well, because Daniel, he actually got diagnosed with cancer and he got a brain tumor. So it went actually that far that me and, and Morton, founder of Keywordio, we were at Daniel's funeral together. And that is definitely something that has really impacted my life. Mm. And this is also something that I think there's a lot of people who, have this kind of experience in their life yeah. and of course it's um, it's a really sad part but i am very grateful on, on the time and everything i have learned from from daniel yeah and those experiences those gives us an important life lesson that life is so fragile mm, mm. and that means we need to live every day mm, exactly we need to count our blessings every day and i think also it's maybe i would say call it sad that well you need yeah. to experience situations like that yeah. to really appreciate everything when you have yeah that's true i believe that's a little bit of a human nature once it doesn't happen close to you most mm. human beings are aloof from that right exactly yeah that gets into a very philosophical question now coming back to this uh, <laughs> and i could have those discussions with you certainly sometime yeah 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 now tell us about i heard keywordio what does keywordio do what is the why behind keywordio mm? keywordio in short we grow online sales for company that sell something online. If that is an e-commerce or, for example, let's say that you were selling cars, for example. Maybe you don't have that many cars that you actually sell online, but you probably have something that is valuable happening on your page. So, for example, cars, you would probably have test drives sign up. You know that, oh, I need to have X amount of test drives to be able to sell one car and that you have a valuable action. So that is what we are really solving for our customers. In terms of the why behind Keywordio and why I think it's really interesting, I think it's there's a lot of people talking about like technology will move really fast today. And I actually expect, I think it's the other way around. I think technology will never move as slow as it is today. And I have one story that I would like to share that uh, this was for, was like roughly a year ago. I went down to kindergarten and pick up my youngest son, Otto. And he was, at that time, he was like around one and a half year and he didn't speak but i actually saw that they were playing with qr codes in kindergarten wow. and i think that is really really cool so what they were doing they were in the morning they were out in the park talking about different birds for example mm -hmm. and then they were when they came back in they had put up uh, pictures of the birds with a qr code on the side and all the kids actually knew how to scan the qr code they ended up on the landing page so you could see the bird again and they can listen to the bird. And I think that, you know, imagine when Otto's friends grow up and all the ideas that they will have and what they will be able to do. I think that is so cool. And I really look forward to, to see that. And I think that is maybe uh, more of the long-term part to really be the future landscape of technology. 
that's really interesting for me personally. That's true. And I agree with you. I've seen my kids grow up and also seeing other kids here, the way they are exposed right now. And if we imagine our childhood, it was so different. Mm. They are from the birth getting exposed to those technology and they're, I think the mind will take them a very different trajectory of thinking. Yeah. If that could be channelized into the positive side, it will really be bright signs for us. Definitely. And I think also that being able to use technology in a smart way, of course, that's always going to be really interesting. And if we look into to marketing or online sales, I see three areas that are a big challenge if you look at what's the challenge today. Mm -hmm. So you typically run marketing on Google Ads, Facebook, or maybe some of the new platforms, for example, maybe TikTok or, or Snapchat, for example. But every time when these kind of platform starts to work for commerce, for example, and generate revenue, it gets very crowded quite fast. Yeah. And that means that typically the business model that you typically have is that you pay per click. And that is something that I see is increasing really fast for a lot of companies. And of course, that's a challenge to, you know, if your, your marketing cost increased like 40% year over year for, for this, then it's going to be really hard to actually have a sustainable business long term. Yeah. And then, of course, finding talent within online sales and digital marketing is also getting very tough. For example, we work today with finding these talents in Dublin, Stockholm, Amsterdam, and in India, and it's still really tough. But if you only work local in one city, then it's it's going to be even, even tougher. Mm. So combining that with more marketing places and price comparison sites like Amazon or Price Runner. Then I think there's a lot of people looking at e-commerce from the side and saying, okay, that looks great. looks like this is uh, just booming. It's easy, but I think it's really hard. And the e-commerce entrepreneurs that I know, I think they are doing an amazing job and, uh, and it's really tough to fight this marketing spend is increasing, finding a compass that, that you need. And also, of course, battle for your margin of your product. So that is really the core of the why we work with Keywordy and what we are trying to solve. So. That's interesting, I think. Yeah, that's very interesting and immense going forward and in the present times, like as you said, e-commerce, everybody is looking to e-commerce and it has a notion of booming, but how do you cut through the clutter is a key challenge or even a key differentiation, right? Mm -hmm. If companies can cut through the clutter well. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Jonas, you have been in this business developer journey with Keywordio for some time now. So in the journey that you have had till now and for the benefit of the listeners who are mostly business developers, yeah. can you share some highlights of your journey others could learn from? Yeah, of course. And I think bring it back to the start, like where I said, I personally really appreciate. And also what I learned during doing these like thousand interviews for during 10 years, it's really to work with extraordinary people. Mm. And that is something that me and, and Mortar, who is uh, the CEO for Keywordio, something that we speak a lot about that we work so hard trying to work with these extraordinary people. And that is really what gets me going in, in the day. Like if I know that I have a full day with meetings with these kind of people, of course, that will be really inspiring for me. And of course, if you look into stories that I'm really proud of, for example, a couple of months ago, we got named the best employer in Sweden. And I was really surprised because we are 35 employees with offices in Dublin, Stockholm, Amsterdam, and in India. And being named that, I think that is really cool. And I'm super proud to get named that. But working with extraordinary people, I think that is the start of everything for us. True. Congratulations on that. That's a significant achievement. And business is all about people. Yeah. That's a key thread coming through this podcast episodes, the guests coming in here. It's We are in the 
business of working with people right mm. and engaging and getting the best out of people and on the other side also customer side there are people sitting there yes so we need to have a very high level of emotional intelligence as business developers definitely definitely and then of course there are, when we see that our clients are successful is also something that really inspires me so for example mm. van bruven which is one of our customers they sell jewelry online and it's an amazing company from borås and we have worked with them for a year now and they just won the e-commerce of the year in Sweden, which I think is really cool because e-commerce, it, it is big in Sweden and there's really high competition in this space. And they are just amazing on really focusing on taking care of the customers and give them an amazing experience. So working with companies like Van Bruun, it's, um, yeah, that's uh, it's really cool. Great. And then maybe if I look into like what I would like to share something as a business developer, I would definitely say that Go back to Daniel. He had something that he had the black book concept that I think is super smart because Daniel, he had like a thousand ideas all the time and he, he was really a multi-talented person, but he had this black book by his bed always when he was going to bed. So I don't think actually he had more ideas than the average person. I just think he worked more on thinking about them and also remembering them and that's what the black book by his bed was all about. So I have a black book by my bed, but I also realized that I need to have something closer because it's not always when I go to bed, I have the best ideas. So right now I have it, everything in one place on my phone. So I can always, if I get something, then I can write that down. And it's easy to share with people. And it's also easy to search to remember because like my memories is not as good as it should be. So I think the black book concept to bring everything in one place so it's easy to search and, and share and keep working on, on ideas. I think that is an important part for everyone. I think that's so interesting. I would really take that as a learning here, Jonas, and maybe try to develop my own black book. Yes, we all, as you rightly said, we all get ideas, but hardly we capture those. Mm. And those ideas actually is a good repository for us it gets us keep thinking mm. and then we should take time to read those and go through those and not just be in the motion of life of doing 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 we need to keep time to ourselves where we ponder upon those ideas and spend time thinking yeah and i think definitely think the more you share and the more you talk about different ideas of course then you get like new developments of those as you go so i think yeah the more you share the more ideas you will get and the more inspiration along the way yes and yeah it will create better versions of itself and it gets more ingrained in your memory than i believe the ideas that you talk of and you yeah. keep improving them upon every sharing and upon every discussion exactly and definitely i think the spaced repetition of looking into things i think that is definitely one of the things that probably works the best for me in terms of really get that to be into the memory so you know, if I read it once, probably not, but I read a book once and then I take a lot of notes based on that. And then I read the summary and then I speak about it later or I share it on a seminar or something. Then, of course, I will remember that completely different and a lot better than if I just would keep it to myself, I would say. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. I think that should be a key takeaway for business developers and try to implement that in their life and execute that. Yeah. You know, another point I feel that even though we 
think of those execution is the key we need to put those best practices good practices in your life yeah great honest now shifting to the other side maybe on the difficult side every journey has its highlights and also maybe roadblocks and challenges and i believe those roadblocks and challenges gives us significant learning at least that's my thinking i spend more time analyzing the roadblocks and challenges and try to see how i could do it better mm. so with that background will you be okay to share some of the roadblocks or challenges you have faced in your journey till now so that we all can learn from it yeah yeah sure sure and i think maybe one of the the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of that is actually how extremely hard it is to get people's attention today. So for example, if you have a website and it takes that website more than three seconds to load, then probably half of your traffic will bounce based on that. So, you know, three seconds, that is like nothing. And if I send out hundred emails to really personalize that has some valuable content that, you know, you worked really hard on, and trying to solve something for these customers, for example, then maybe you know a couple of percent will respond. Or if you are an e-commerce entrepreneur and you have developed your own products, maybe you have designed your own shoes or a t-shirt and you work really hard on that for a long time and you get like 100 people to coming into your site. You know, if one person buys your products from that, then yeah, that is... Uh, probably going to be what, what you should expect. So getting people's attention is really hard and is something that, you know, if you look at, for example, e-commerce from the side, you probably don't realize how tough it could be. And for that, in terms of solving these kind of, of things, it is all about always trying to do better and, and learn new stuff and be really open to test a lot. You know, if you have 10 ideas, I can almost guarantee that probably seven of them will fail. Of course, you need to find the good things in the fails so that you can bring into the future. To build upon that, you know, so people attention is not only a challenge on the customer side, it is everywhere. It's maybe in your team also. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the negative aspects of technology. It has reduced our attention span. Yeah. So even working with the team, your team, getting their attention, working with your partners or investors. So getting those people's attention and finally business is with people and technology is just a tool. So I think that is a challenge all of us are grappling with to maintain that attention with all the people that we are dealing in our business, not only customers. And I think also for myself, you know, I, I am, that is actually, it is tough for, for example, email, which is a great example. I actually work right now trying to solve email for myself because it is so easy to get caught up, spend too much time on it, and you end up doing things that should not be, be focused. So. So uh, yeah, attention, it's a big challenge, even on a personal level, I would say uh, as well. But I think there's one key learning in terms of like from a business development perspective on this, I think it's that you should not start trying to solve, uh, if you're building a product service, like software as a service or something like that, I think it's really important that you don't start thinking about something that, uh, okay, how do we make this uh, scalable? Okay, this needs to be scalable. I think you should actually start completely the other way around. Okay, how can I impress one customer? And how can I really make that customer be so amazed? And then, okay, how can I do this for two people? How can I do this for 10? How can I do this for 100? So you don't start with, okay, how can I solve this for 100,000 people in the beginning? Because then you won't be able to design 
the experience that needs to be there, which can feel really counterproductive to actually think about it as one-to-one in the beginning. Yes, right. Yeah, And maybe at times that trap is also laid down if you discuss with investors. When you come to investors, the key question of the investors come, okay, how can you make this business scale? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Because they are thinking from a different perspective and then the entrepreneurs or the business developers get too much drawn into that yep. question or that side and then forget that near term and today's problem. And as you said, today's objective is to impress that one customer they're dealing with, mm. two customers and then go from there. Mm, mm, mm. I think that's a very interesting thought. And I, I listened to a really great interview with uh, Brian Chesky who founded Airbnb. Okay. I think it was quite fun because they were in the beginning they were actually visiting all their hosts. They had some traction in the New York area, for example, and they were actually visiting them in person to take the photos of the apartment. But they said they were going to take the photos. And of course, they did that as well. But the whole purpose of that was actually to speak to their customers, speak to their their hosts, trying to really, okay, why are they using Airbnb? What is important for them? How can we do develop our service better. And, you know, if you look at Airbnb today, you would never think that that is okay. It all started with handcrafted experience, really personal one-to-one. But I think that is so important for any business that that you're developing today to really start from that. True, true. Even though that becomes a more challenging or a more important question to ponder upon for an e-commerce or a distance-based business, right? Mm. How can you still bring that handcrafted experience and Airbnb, you brought a good example. What is it is today is not how it started. Mm-hmm. So business developers need to have that perspective that the how of the business evolves over time. Mm-hmm. And you should not be looking at comparing Airbnb, what it is today, and then try to set up a business in a similar model. Mm-hmm. Because that's not how Airbnb started. Right? No, 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 no. Definitely not. Great, Jonas. So that leads me to maybe a next question I wanted to bring up. In your experience, what are the top, maybe three character traits that you see in business developers who go on becoming successful in their business? Yeah. So if I look at my kids, the Otto and Sigrid, I really would like to, you know, if they would see you're going to school and you get grades like, for example, pass or fail, which I think is crazy that we actually give pass or fail grades. We should give the grades pass or not there yet Mm. because if you get the grade fail, you know, you will only go around in life and be afraid of failing, which I think is such a mistake that we're training our kids to be afraid of failing. I think we should train our kids to be feeling like, hey, I'm on a journey here and it's all about learning. So if Sigrid and Otto would see like when they start to get grade in school that I'm on the way, I'm I'm learning, that is something that I would be really happy to see. So that is, I guess, what you call a growth mindset to really look at everything you do and then, okay, what did I learn from this and what can I do better? So I would say that is probably the first thing I would point out. The second thing would would actually be to how do you talk to your users, like with Brian Chesky, for example. Do you actually go and visit your customers? Do you see them in the eyes and really try to understand how they are doing, like what is really the challenge for them. And then I think the third is is all about surrounding yourself with extraordinary people. And I, I think people that do those three really good, you're looking at failures and always try to learn really great on talking to users and you surround yourself with extraordinary people. I think you will be very successful and I think we will have a, a really fun time as well. Those are the three I would say. 
that's great i think you thanks for sharing those i also see those are very important behavior traits for a business developer to become successful so as we draw close to this uh, discussion yonas one question that i ask most of our guests and i wanted to bring it up which is the topic of unlearning have you come through such moments in your life where you had to unlearn some good thing from your past and learn something new in the present can you share some of those experiences yeah sure when i was looking for the next step in my career mm-hmm. i think it's really natural then you you aim to actually well you aim for signing a new job getting a yes and like okay i need to get the yes to do that but i also realized that only made me like disappointed when for example i got a no from a job that i applied to and i realized that i learned so much during a recruitment process so why should i actually think a no should be a bad thing so i started to think about this the other way around and i started to collect the no's instead so to unlearn getting the yes and to learn getting the no's and actually collect the no's so i really appreciate that was something that that was really good for for me yeah it's really good because you learn a lot in a recruitment process for example right. yeah and then another thing is that yeah just because i have a background in applied mathematics i think that data is really interesting but i also realized that there's a lot of people that doesn't think it is that interesting listen to the people that you are meeting and and understand like what is important for them just because i think it is important doesn't mean that they think it is as important so uh, i would say that is also something i i would point out for for that and maybe the the last thing i yeah i mentioned before you know trying to solve email for myself something i haven't solved it but uh, you know getting rid of all the notifications don't have gmail app on your phone and really work to disconnect this is something i need to unlearn how i do emails no thanks for bringing it out the third one is also a unlearning target for me and most of us in our generations right when we were in like the 2000s era we started learning emails and i think many of us now realize we have to unlearn those email usage yeah tell me when you solved yeah. it because i haven't solved it surely i will let you know thanks a lot <laughs> so the great discussion you on us today before we move on would you have anything to share with the listeners today yeah i'm a big believer on sharing content sharing ideas and doing that and we have a lot of content so for example i do a lot of guest speaks or guest lectures at royal institute of technology in stockholm or at the stockholm school of economics on future of digital marketing and retail and many of those events and webinars you can watch on our homepage you can just go into keywordio.com/event then you will find all the events that we have done which is free you can you can look them up and, and learn more about digital marketing and and uh, online growth typically in in the e-commerce space and uh, and of course we always look for extraordinary people if you would like to know more look at our career page that's great and thanks a lot yonas for the noble gesture that we must need to share and you are continuing on that sharing journey I think that will make the world a much better place for us and help each other, right? Great. If some of our listeners, as you said, would like to connect with you, how could they reach out to you? So the easiest would be just to go into to LinkedIn and add me on on LinkedIn. Great. So look forward to get you back onto this podcast sometime in the near future. Try to see what new ideas you're working on and how much your business has developed. So thanks a lot for today Yonas it was really interesting to hear your thoughts and the insights and whatever you have shared with the audience today very much thank you for that thank you thank you very much okay great you have a nice day ahead Yonas you too bye 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 maintaining a black book of ideas is a smart thing to do for business developers 
I have taken that as one of my learnings from the discussion with Jonas. What learnings have you taken? It is important to draw our own learnings from the life situations we face, even from listening to a podcast. One hack to increase or deepen our learnings from a podcast episode that I have heard from an avid listener is to share and discuss the content with your friends or family members and have an open discussion to exchange diverse perspectives or points of views. Give it a try and experience how it worked for you. Hope you could gain some ideas, inspirations or food for thought towards developing your own business now or in the near future. Do give me a high five if you like this episode. I would also love to hear your feedback and suggestions for improvement. You have multiple channels to do so on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram or email me directly. My contact information is provided in the episode notes. That's it for now. See you again in the next episode of the Business Developer Podcast. Stay happy, healthy, curious to learn and remember, maintain your black book of ideas. Bye for now.